He says, when he has more of you, you have more of him. You see, God has a plan. He wants to set that in motion, but we've got to be willing to get in that plan. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Anchor Church podcast. It is our desire at the Anchor to provide a place for you to know God, find freedom, discover your God-given purpose, and ultimately make a difference in the world around you. Each week, the Anchor podcast features Sunday sermons. You can follow along in this podcast episode and read the sermon notes on our website by visiting theanchor.me. Now, let's get into the Word. Um, so today, listen, Pastor Tommy's going to come and share with us today. Um, you know, we, we banked around the idea. You can come close. You don't have to stay all over there. And, um, we, you know, we banked around the idea about tag teaming today and all kinds of things. And I finally was just like, you know what, let me just stop. And, uh, you, you know, I feel, like, I feel like Pastor Tommy has uh, just some, some things from the Lord that we need to hear today. And so I would just encourage all of you just to open up your heart. You know, he's been here before. He's spoken several times and uh, just hung out with us for a month, about three months ago, I guess, something like that. And so anyways, I would just encourage you to open your heart. I said this to you before, and I'm going to say it again. I trust this man with all my heart. So I'm just asking that you would, you would uh, you know, meet me there, have faith for what he's going to say, and just believe that God's going to speak to you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's give him a good old anchor welcome. Praise God. Um, so many people have a, oh, look, my notes. My, on a, and all the ministers understand that. Praise God. Oh, thank you. Um, so uh, before I, I get into the word here, and if you want to turn to Ephesians chapter 4, that's going to be the crux of uh, some things. But um, you'll be, be able to take some notes. But the church has so embraced, well, my wife and I for, for years, and of course, for we bought plane tickets. When I left Maine and got home, we bought plane tickets to come in October for the leaves and kind of stuff, you know? And um, um, uh, we use that as an excuse. And, uh, and so uh, I don't know what's more beautiful, the, the gospel and God's people or his creation, you know, and I guess it's all in one. Um, but, to, but I had no idea that I'd be driving a truck for 36 hours to bring my son and his family here. So thank you for, uh, I, mean, I mean, seriously, that was not in the, you know, it's amazing how God does things. And so um, what a great privilege. And so many people helped on so many fronts, uh, from moving to helping them to engaging, I mean, all kinds of ways. Thank you to everyone. If I say names, I'm going to forget people, and that's a crazy thing. Um, but thank you so much for all that, uh, that you've done, you are doing, and what you're going to do. There's some of you going to do some great things here just to touch your lives here in the next weeks and months and stuff. Um, and Kim, thanks for getting up so early to give me a haircut that I needed so terribly. <laughs> so, she, I mean, 7.30 she cut my hair. Uh, yes, Who gets up at 7.30 on Saturday to cut somebody's hair? Uh, but thank you. Know, what I have left... And uh, thank you for doing that. She worked on it for a while. I'm like, man, I don't have that much left. What are you doing? That's, but she was trying to make me look good. That's a, <laughs> trying to help me. And here I am digging a ditch. I'm, uh, but we're going to talk about growing in God. I think, uh, how you like that image? Uh, Jen came up with that. I went, that's perfect. You know, we're growing in God. You know, the interesting thing about that image shows all the different times that we've been measured, so to say. The measure, the stature in God. That's scripture, by the way. 
But you see, for those who, that are here, and you may not know the Lord, you're here going, man, I'm just checking out this Jesus thing, or however you've said that. Um, you're going to get to hear a little bit about how God works, genuinely works. And for those that are in the Lord, you're going to get to go, where am I in the growth track with God? You know, we use those terms in church, growth track, but really it's growth track in God. How, where are we in that? And it's not about um, I'm higher than you. It's about where are we? Um, I remember um, Brother Lynn Ravenhill saying, you know, the body of Christ, in, for, for much of the body of Christ, are a mile wide and an inch deep. And you see, we need to go deeper in the Lord. That's where roots are. That's where the deep things are. That's where we get the personal revelation. You know, you can take away some of the things I'm going to say today, and I think it's going to be good. I mean, I think that. But you've got to take that and plant some things. You've got to get some things that are going to bring some growth in your life. You know, the Bible talks about a root of bitterness. How many of you have ever heard that verse? You know, the root of bitterness, right? How do, you know, how do we even know it exists? Because roots produce something. So in other words, it's a root, it's under there, then all of a sudden it starts with a comment, the next thing you know you're saying things, and poof, all these leaves are popping out from the root of bitterness. Well, guess what? That's not God's design. God wants us to place roots and plant and grow roots of righteousness that are going to pop out leaves and branches and hold great fruit so that everybody can eat on it. Come on and get the best of who and what God is. Anybody with me this morning? One of the things of growing in God, well, let me read this verse first. It's Ephesians 4. We're going to read 14 and 15. And this is going to be the premise. It says, as a result, we no longer want to be children tossed here and there by waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by the craftiness, deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, look at your neighbor and say, truth in love. Okay. He goes, and then now look at him and say this, he's setting us up. <laughs> you didn't say that was as much passion. I don't know. But we are to grow up in all what? Aspects. Come on. We're to grow up in all aspects. One of the greatest things that Pastor Al Bryce told me, we were talking on the phone one day, and we were talking about different things in the body of Christ nationally, internationally. And he was, he was just saying this. He said, you know, Tommy, he said, um, we were talking about different people and their approach. And he just said this. He said, that's not the whole gospel. That's the problem. We need the whole gospel. We need all the aspects. One of the things, whew, how many of you just felt that sweep in? The, the interesting thing about reading the Bible through in a year, I'm not saying you have to do that and don't feel any pressure to do that. Though one of the great things about it, it shows you the whole character and nature of God. Because you see, one of the things is it, it becomes almost impossible to grow if we just stay in one area of growth. What happens is God wants us to grow in something, but then he wants to build on that, right? The principles of God, the, the levels of God. In other words, precept upon precept, ordinance upon ordinance, principle upon principle, doctrine upon doctrine. Come on. And you see, what happens is if we hang out in one area, what happens is we go from getting a revelation to just building our own little pet doctrine, and if we just hang out there, then we become almost like just a recluse in this little thing. But I know everything about that little thing. And instead of being an anchor for Christ, we become this little niche of God on the sign. We want to be the anchor that anchors everything in him, every aspect of who he is. Isn't that, isn't that cool? So Ephesians says that we're to grow up in all the aspects, all of the aspects of God. Uh, Terry, I am watching the clock. Is Terry back? Okay, okay. So, 
The first thing, we're going to grow in some different areas, okay? The first one is the plan of God. So just to, and I'll see how far I get in this, hopefully. The plan, the purpose, the process, and the power of God. And um, the first one is the plan. Ephesians 2.10 says this, for we are his workmanship. Can I ask you something? Has anybody in here ever molded and shaped things or just beat on things to bang it to make it work? And you bang on and you bang on it with something it wasn't meant to bang on it with. And it gets ugly, but it gets the job done. That's why duct tape was invented. Because it wasn't meant to do the things it was designed to do, but everybody went, wow, it has so many purposes. <laughs> Until you try to get it off. <laughs> you see, it says, we are his workmanship created. We are his workmanship. Come on, let's talk about that just a little bit. We are his workmanship. That means molding and shaping. That means being comfortable and uncomfortable. That means going to places where you don't want to go, seeing things you don't want to see, hearing things, and then you go, okay. And then when you walk through it, you go, wow, that wasn't so bad. Wow, I've learned something. We want to grow in every aspect with our plan. We are his workmanship, created in Christ for what good works. Now, don't get hung up on works. In other words, the point is doing things that God would have us just walk and do. You know, yesterday, I took pictures, and of course, I did it on and did the Facebook thing, right? But all the guys and girls that were helping unload the truck and, and all of that stuff, and uh, pastor friends of mine that led me to the Lord, that talked to me for a year as I abused on him and told him he didn't know anything and he was wrong and he didn't understand anything and there was no God. There's a guy who led me to the Lord and helped me into my calling and there in Montana and his wife wrote, God, it's so wonderful to see such a welcoming party. Cause you see 27 years ago, they left Abbeville and drove off to Montana as we told them goodbye. Are you getting what I'm saying? They understand what it is to have a welcoming party that says we're glad you're here. Come on, y'all with me? You see, here's what it says for good works. Unloading that truck that those younger guys were diving off of trucks and I'm like, oh my God, if I did that right now, the hospital would know my name. I'd have a band, you know, I'd have one of the hospital bands, which God beforehand prepared that we would walk in them. You don't think it's important to train up your kids while, you, while they're in the womb, praying over them, singing over them? My daughter came out singing. You know, we weren't, we weren't in the Lord when Tommy was born, but when Leah was born, we had been serving God for a few years. And I mean, she came out singing out the womb, you know, worship songs. You understand what I'm saying? That's the difference. I wanted to tell you, you know, we talk about the plan. And um, I had a, a guy named Fred Roberts. He's passed away now. He came from uh, South Africa, but he had a, a large ministry here in the States. And a friend of mine had him in to speak. And, uh, and he said, man, I really want you to meet him. Well, before the meeting, they, they came out and, uh, and worship just started. And, I, and, of course, he made me get on the front row. He made me sit on the front row. I was three, five rows back, come... Brian, you know what I'm talking about, right? They made me. You go, he can't make you. No, no. He made me. I'll never forget we were in uh, Rodney Howard Brown's church and the associate pastor, we knew them. 
and they, that we were there, we got there late because we, the church started earlier than we thought. And uh, we're in the back and the church is packed and uh, they go, come on up. No, no, no. And my wife is next to me going, I'm going to kill this. Okay. I'm sorry. This is what my wife is saying. I'm going to kill you. That's those words. And I went, I understand. I wish you would about right now. The, they, no, I'm not kidding. This is what they did. They not only brought us up front, made a couple move. Okay. We're created in good. <laughs> Fred Roberts, I'm standing. They make me sit on the front. So I'm standing there and I just start worshiping. How many of you know when you're worshiping and somebody comes and invades your space? You, you do that. I've done that to many of you. Okay. So I'm like, the, I'm like this and I'm, I'm standing there and I'm, and all of a sudden I feel somebody grab my arm. I mean, not like aggressively, but just, I wasn't expecting that. Right. Well, it's Fred Roberts. And he begins to prophesy over me. Now, our pastors in Lafayette had just, the Headleys had just left. These were the ones who were pastoring before my wife and I took the church. We were on staff for six years at that time. And he begins to, pro how many of you know, he prophesied, I looked at it because I have it recorded. He prophesied over me for seven minutes. Any of you ever been prophesied over for 30 seconds? You want to die. Seven minutes. He started from when I was born. I remember as he was speaking, I was like, oh, God. Oh, my God. And then he brought us to where we were. This is what you want to see happen. This is what you've been praying for. This is what you, in fact, he even talked about healing. I've, you know, I, I mean, I've seen many things. I've seen the, ra the dead raised. I've seen a lot of different things. I, he, he began to say, and you ask God, where are your miracles? But he also said this. He said, but God says, you keep saying, Lord, I want more of you. And God says, if he has more of you, you have more of him. Say that again, right? He says, when he has more of you, you have more of him. You see, God has a plan. He wants to set that in motion, but we've got to be willing to get in that plan. We've got to we'll be willing to step into that. Number two, the purpose. 1 Corinthians 3, 9 through 11. Follow with me. These are powerful verses. These are, these are such a wealth of, of, of inspiration and knowledge. It's just... For we are God's fellow workers. We are God's field. We are God's building. Have you noticed that? We're everything at one time. We're in his field. We are his field. He's working on us. We're workers and we're his building. We're all of it, all at the same time. This is part of the growing in Christ. You're doing it all at one time. It's all happening all at the one time. You're going, no, 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 I want to segment this. I want to, no, 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 I got to focus. No, 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 I got to, God goes, it don't work that way. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. God says, no, 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 it's all part of the deal. I have to do it all at one time. It's got to work together or you don't get it. See, if we, would, if we would see it God's way, then we would understand, wow, he does a lot of things simultaneously. We don't even know it many times. He says this, according to the grace of God, which was given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it. Now watch this. So that's important. This is more important because that's what makes the first, that other verse important. You got that? Write that down. They'll say that three times real fast. Verse 11, for no man, no woman, no person can lay a foundation other than... 
You can lay a foundation, but God says it's not mine. We got a foundation guy here. A wrong foundation is a bad, bad thing. Remember, what was it? The wooey wabbit? That's a bad, bad thing. Was <laughs> we can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. If you're laying a different foundation, it's bad, bad, bad. Kind of like sheep. Bah, bah. <laughs> it's bad. Let me give you a few things. So while I'm driving a truck through the mountains of Pennsylvania, I won't tell you how fast, and, and, the, and while the Tommy and them followed me, um, the, the Lord invaded my cab. I was just worshiping, and I kept having to hit, now watch this, I, this here's just a little. I kept having to hit scan, because as we drove, we'd go through regions. So all the radio stations, I'd start listening to something, and then it would, then I'd have to hit scan again until we go all the way around and find something else, you know, Christian station, that kind of and so, uh, and so God invades the cab, and he began to speak to me. And I've already run this past your pastor, by the way. And God began to speak to me about the foundation builders in this church. See, you don't under, know what I'm about ready to say. Miss Dottie, is that, the, is that the? No, 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 I'm not picking on you. I know I saw that expression. That's okay. You can't hide. The, the, I don't mean to pick. What I'm saying is you, he doesn't even understand the, just, a type, uh, just a type of what I'm about ready to say, okay? So I'll leave you alone, I promise. Well, watch this. The Lord began to speak to me about the builders, about the foundation builders of this church that have been here and have walked through this. See, made a move right in the front row. See that? <laughs> I know that's what y'all thinking, right? And the Lord, as I was, as I was driving, the anointing, began to fall on me and I began to weep and I began to prophesy in the, church, in the truck over this church. And God began to say, Tommy, the foundation builders, they're never noticed, they're not expected to be noticed. They move dirt, they move ground, they move stone, they move boulders. They dig ruts so that you can lay concrete to build the foundations. Because they're foundation builders, Tommy. And I've noticed what they've done. Tell them that I've acknowledged what they've done. What they've done here in Maine. What they've done in Midcoast. What they've done in Rockport and around. That I have seen what they have done. You see, you're in here and you go, man, I've been in this place. Now you understand, Miss Dottie? See, the, the whole, now it's okay. <laughs> see, the whole point is this, right? Is that you go, why do we do that? Can I tell you something, Jake? Nobody's going around going, man, I'm telling you, that Jake Barber... And Tanja, I'm telling you, boy, there's, man, there's some rut-digging people, man. I, I just can't wait to see the concrete they lay. It is so beautiful, the way they design the concrete. It's so awesome. I just can't wait. Nobody does that. You know what they're looking for? The building that's on top of it. Do y'all realize this beautiful structure is on a foundation? Without the proper foundation, this beautiful structure would be nothing. I'm going I'm to hold it together. Listen to me. The Lord said, Tommy, tell them that they have built a foundation that I can build upon, that I can build people upon, that I can build a beautiful structure that people can see and drive by and say, look what God has done. 
You see the foundation, there's many of you. You go, Tommy, I think I, you see, don't be, don't, don't go, oh, well, I'm going to be humble and say that's not me. No, don't do that. That's false humility. If you're a foundation builder, embrace that and go, God, that's what I've prayed for. I want to lay a good foundation. I want to see people grow. I want them to know that they're growing on something strong that's not going to give way. Yeah. I'm not mad, just passionate. Yeah. The Lord, anybody since the Lord here just, listen, listen. You see, what I'm trying to tell you is, is that God is saying, Tommy, rarely are they ever seen. Rarely are they ever put in the front. Rare, let, let me tell you something. Bass players and drummers lay a foundation for worship so that the, the lead guitar players and the singers can do what they do. <laughs> so I've been a drummer and a worship leader, so I'm picking on myself. You, are y'all getting what I'm saying? I'm not being silly. I'm just trying to say this is the real thing. This is the real thing. Are y'all understanding? It's the foundation. It's what God is doing. I'm, I've been building. I've been building. And, and God wanted to encourage and say, I have seen what you've done. It's for a now time. Listen, while after all that happened in the cab of my truck, I call a prophet friend of mine who, by the way, answered the phone, which was weird because prophets don't answer the phone. If you, okay. <laughs> Am I right? They don't answer the phone. But, but this one goes, oh, oh, okay. What you doing, Tommy? Well, I'm moving my son and his family to Maine. Oh, okay. Well, that's why God's been talking for three days. And then I told him to Maine, he goes, you know, 15 years ago, God gave me an open vision of Maine and began to speak to me about what God told him. And he said, well, Lord, now this is 15 years ago, says, you want me to move there? I'm watching the clock, <laughs> but I'm just watching it. <laughs> I'm on number two. So, so, so he says, uh, he says, uh, he says, God, do you want me to move there? He goes, no, 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 that's for the future. And he said, three years ago, God gave him another vision about Maine and said, that's the faith I've laid there for this time. See, I thought of you guys, uh, Brian and Leah, I, I, Pastor Brian and Leah. I've, I've, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, in other words, it just struck me. You see, you don't understand. How long ago was it, by the way? Oh, come on. Are you serious? See, I, you, see you don't know, I don't know that stuff. I'm just telling you what he told me. He goes, I've got to pull my notes out because I think God is saying it's a now time. Are y'all getting this? Yeah. See, this stuff, can't, you can't make this up. I'll show you my phone records. Actually, it's on the phone. It's not just about texting and driving. See, I can show you the record of how the prophet called. Let me, let me, okay. By the way, we build beautiful temples. Aren't we the temple of God? get to build on a great foundation there's so I mean I could give you verse after verse after verse on on this but I'll just I'll just leave that right there if that's okay um, with you number three the process one of the most misused scriptures in my opinion is the one out of Proverbs that says your gift will make room for you you go why is Tommy that's scripture yes it is misused it's not good every scripture misused is not good you see, what happens is we say that when people aren't getting their way many times and don't understand that they're not going through the process properly. 
wow, he was funny before. <laughs> now, you, are you getting what I'm saying? In other words, it's true. It is absolutely true. When you're ready, it's room. God will make room. Come on. Boy, I'm, now I'm trembling. Look at this. It rarely is coupled with the process. Rarely is it coupled. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil, your labor, your work is not in vain. You see, what the, what the process does is get, in, and you see, again, you didn't, you didn't know what I was doing here, and you're talking about Tommy and Sarah, uh, Pastor Clinton, you know, and, and Jen, you're talking about them, what they've walked through, the process. You don't even know what I'm talking about in that sense. And here it is, the process. You have to go through it. There's not a person worth their weight in gold if you've not walked through the process. You have to walk through it to come out on the other side as purified gold. You may be gold in God's eyes, but there's a difference between pure gold. Anybody ever paid the difference in um, impure gold and pure gold? Ah, See what I mean? And God says we have the ability to be silver and gold and, and, and wonderful things. But he goes, but I can, I can make it wonderful. Let me give you, a, a, can I give you a couple of examples? So um, one time when I was doing, so in the process, because I was so important, I thought I was so important, God was wasting me away working in children's ministry. And I was there for seven years. And it seemed like the more I said he was wasting his time with me in children's ministry, the longer I stayed. And one day I just said, God, why am I here? He said, you see, isn't it interesting when I finally asked? I mean, I loved it, but I'm like, we had uh, eight through 12 year olds. We had about 45 kids, it was growing. Kids were prophesying, laying hands on each other, having visions. All of a sudden you go, wow, why am I not in here? And all of a sudden, I'll never forget, I said, God, why? And he said, Tommy, because if you can communicate to them, you can communicate to anyone. See, what God was trying to design and develop was saying, I need you to be able to communicate. And if you can do it here, you can do it anywhere. One time I was in, um, I graduated to youth ministry. And, uh, and, uh, and so Wednesday night, man, I'd have the chairs set up and everything was wonderful. And, and uh, then, uh, you know, the other ministries would come in and move, mess all that up. And, uh, and so that went on for a number of weeks. And, uh, and so I had a, you know, see, sometimes we go, I was just talking to the Lord about that. No, no, no. I was complaining to God about that. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, God, they keep messing up my chairs. What's it? He goes, it's in my room. I set it up. And he goes, well, when did it become your room? <laughs> no, no. That's exactly what he told me. When did it become your room? And then he said, as a matter of fact, Tommy, I want you to set the chairs up for them. Uh, principles of the kingdom just went click. That's changed, it changed my life. See, was it painful? I stand here before you embarrassed, really. Because I, you know, I was so important. God was just, oh my God. I mean, I should have been doing other things. I mean, golly, how could you waste this talent? And the, are y'all with me? You know, I'm joking, but <laughs> one time I was, this was not long before I actually, where I drove up to a church every day, 
Many years gone by, 13 or 14 serving, I mean, putting in probably 20 hours a week while putting in another, you know, whatever, you know, 50, 60 hours at, at work. And, um, and one day I just had enough. Anybody ever just kind of have enough? No, nobody, no. Raise your hand if you've just had a, oh, that's what I thought. And uh, I just took my keys, which was a lot of them, and I just threw them on my desk. And I said, I've had enough. And I said, God, now you go, oh, Tommy, I can't believe you're saying this. Yeah, I'm saying it. I said, I said God, I've had enough. Either the calling is real. If you can't place me where you want to place me, just take the burden off of me. Stupid prayer. No, no, no. Stupid complaint. That was disguised as a prayer. And... Um, my blood pressure came down, everything came down, and I went and grabbed the keys and I began to repent for a while. And repentance is one of those things where you go, I'm really sorry, really sorry. Like, God, can you ever trust me again? Like, did I just, did I just cancel what you've got on my life? Did I just fail a huge test that I don't get to retake for a while? See, some tests we go, oh, I'll just take it again tomorrow. Uh, did not every test with God you get to take tomorrow. He decides. I repented. I said, God, no, you're doing it. I, I've just, God, I just had a bad day. <laughs> it wasn't long after that. Boom. You see, I'd come to a place where I said, that's the last. I, okay, I'm done. I've died to myself again. <laughs> I've placed myself on the altar again. I thought I had died the first time. Okay, I'm watching the clock. Uh, one more the, um, I was praying with a couple and I did share this with uh, we, we were talking yesterday I was praying with a couple and as I was praying I saw them as an L shaped foundation and I began to speak to the husband I began to, You're, you, you have the ability to be a foundation to people da, 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 so that when people and I heard the Lord say when people teeter totter and I, I, I stopped and I went you know and I go oh let, let's just take a moment See, that's what I'm doing on the outside. On the inside, I'm going, God, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah just say it. Uh, when, you, when people teeter-totter, anybody know that term? Y'all have heard that? Okay. And some, some of you have to be a little older to know. And then, and then it says you'll be, they'll be able to be stable on, on top of, the fount of what you're going to do in their lives, the investment. And, uh, and when they left, my wife goes, what is wrong with you? And then I said, I don't know. And I went and I looked it up, about 10 verses that say they totter on the foundation. They, I didn't even know that was in there. Crazy, huh? New American Standard, by the way, if you want to go look it up. All right, so let me go ahead and say this. And uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to do this now or whatever. While I was in that cab and speaking forth, God showed me uh, Samuel, when, when God spoke to him to call, to go to Jesse's house to anoint the new king. And so let me read these verses to you. First Samuel 16, one through four, it says, fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have selected a king for myself among his sons. But Samuel said, how can I go? When Saul hears that he will kill me. And the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to worship. You see, what that if you could put that in today's, it's like, I'm going, to, I'm going to Bethlehem. I'm going to Jerusalem to worship. That's what he was basically saying, so that it wouldn't bring attention to this, to this circumstance. And he says, you shall invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you 
what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one whom I designate to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said and came to Bethlehem. And as I was saying that, Pastor Quentin, and of course this involves Jen also, I saw you standing calling forth the Davids. And God says, I've called them to call forth ministers at the right time. David's time was correct. It was a right time in the process. Now, don't get hung up on Samuel the prophet. That's a distraction. It's not about that. It's about the calling forth. It's about the calling forth that he's told that you're calling. It's a time to call forth. By the way, he said the calling forth can't happen unless the ones that have laid the foundations have been laid. You see, God doesn't do one without the other. And you see, God says, this is the time. This is the moment. This is the, this is, listen, I can't make this stuff up. I'm telling you. God gave me all this in the cab of the truck yesterday. And he says, that's what it's about. It's about calling forth ministers that are prepared. They're prepared. They're prepared. You don't think David went through a process out in the middle of a field with sheep? He smelled like sheep, looked like sheep, probably wore sheep, <laughs> ate sheep. I mean, that guy was David Sheep. You know, that was, that was his last name. You know, he just, are you getting what I'm saying? But here's the thing. The Lord said, but he's going to ask, Lord, how do I do that? Because that's one of the challenges. You see, every man or woman of God, again, that really knows God, knows they have to know how to do it. Let me ask you a question. You got that verse? Can you put that verse back up if you don't mind? And the Lord said, I'll show you how to do it. That is the secret to the answer. I will show you. But wait, here's the, here's the point. You go, okay, well, that's easy. Whoa, 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 whoa. You think Samuel had anointed a couple of people in his day? You think he knew how to do it? You think he knew how to ceremonially anoint somebody? You think he knew how to do that? The answer is he knew how to do that stuff. God said, but I don't want you to do it how you've been doing it. I want you to take all that, but I'm going to show you exactly how I want you to do it. This is what the secret is. The secret is, I will show you, says the Lord. I will show you. Boom, boom, boom. I will speak you. I will instruct you. I will guide you. Samuel's like, I got this. I know how to do this. What are you, what are you telling me that for? I know how to do this. Let's not find ourselves in that place. Let's find ourselves saying, how do you want me to do it, Lord? He, he draws on everything you know. People go, man, um, how long did it take you to put that sermon together? Oh, about 61 and three quarters years. Because it takes every part of your life. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Is that making sense? See, it didn't happen in a day. It's part of the process. Okay, I'm watching the clock. Finally, the power, Romans 1.16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God to salvation. Everyone who believes to the Jew first, also to the Greek. Now, I'm telling you, the pow it's, it's the power in the gospel. Man, I've seen all kinds, of, I've felt all kinds of stuff. I've seen, but it, it has nothing to do with me. It's about God every time. Where men and women of God get in trouble is when they start believing their own press. You're so awesome. Aren't you just amazing? Seriously, Isaiah said something kind of like this. Our righteousness is like filthy rags, kind of. 
See, when we recognize who we are in light of him, we start going, man, without you, I am nothing. And the more I get to know what I know, the more I realize I know nothing. And the more I just go, God, I need you more than ever before. I want to close with this verse. So I want you to read with me, and then I want you to, I want you to see this. Uh, Hebrews 11, 33 and 34. Okay, so Hebrews 11. Y'all know Hebrews 11, right? Awesome chapter. Man, they subdued kingdoms. Man, they slayed giants, and they did all kinds of stuff. Works of righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of... Anybody in here stopped the mouth of a lion? Quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Did you notice something right stuck right in the middle of all that? Did you even catch it? Out of weakness were made strong. Out of weakness were made strong. Out of weakness were made strong. That's how all this gets done. Out of weakness was made strong. Right in the middle of conquering things, shutting mouths of lions, taking, you know, stopping everything. I'm telling you, the sun stopped. The, you know, out of weakness was made strong. Isn't that crazy? Right in the middle of all that, out of weakness. Anybody here feel weak? Anybody here ever felt weak? You, you go, oh, no, I'm pretty strong today. Drank my, ate my Wheaties, drank my milk. But you have the ability to be weak. It's in weakness we have the ability to be strong. That's how we grow in God. Out of weakness we're made strong. That's not a weak. You know what's funny is out of weakness we're made strong. It's not a weakness to say, golly, I have the ability to be weak. Weakness is really saying, no, I got it all together. That's really where the enemy goes, ha, I got you. I was witnessing to a Muslim guy one time in uh, Nashville at the airport. And uh, he, was driving our, he was driving us back to uh, pick up a vehicle or whatever from the airport to the hotel. And uh, I just began to just minister to him. I said, I want to sit in the front seat. Is that okay? And I just began to ask him about his life. And he began to tell me how great he was. And he began to tell me how, how righteous he was. And he began to tell me how he you know, prayed all these times and did all this stuff. And I, I stopped and I said, well, the, uh, the God that you serve, let me ask you a question. Um, is pride a bad thing? And he stopped. He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, you've been telling me how great you are. I was just wondering if pride was a, you know, how your gods viewed pride. And, uh, well, look, we're almost at uh, the hotel and we're, <laughs> in our weakness, we're made strong. Never be scared to embrace the things that you go, I'm not great at this, but God, you are. Is this okay? I'm going to call Pastor Quentin up here in a moment. Can I pray for you? I'd like, first of all, and I'm watching the clock, first of all, like the, um, if, if, when earlier I was talking about foundations, can I pray for them first? Can you stand? If you go, I'm part of the foundation builders. Don't be, don't, come on, stand up. If you feel like you've been in this church, you've been helping build a foundation, come on, stand up, stand up, stand up. Don't miss your moment in God. You've been helping build foundation. Come on, I know there's more of you. Come on, stand up. I want to pray over you right now. I want to pray over you. I'm looking at some of you and going, why aren't y'all standing up? Why aren't you guys standing up? I've watched you build the foundation of this church. Help build the foundation. Help build the people. Help build. Come on. Let's go. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for touching their life right now. Thank you, Lord, that they've stood and they've helped to build what you have designed and desired here. Have laid foundation not only in the church, but in people and in the region. Have laid the foundation for the things that you desire to do. 
Lord, I thank you for accomplishing that in the name of Jesus. Now, would, would all of you stand if it's okay? If you, if just stand, let's just stand and let's go to the Lord. The Bible says, um, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And it says, lift up holy hands in his holy place. Now, if you can't physically do that, that's okay. And if you're having, uh, you know, if you really would prefer not to do that, that's okay too. Um, I'm just saying that we have the ability to go, God, here I am. In my weakness, you have the ability to make me strong. Lord, I can grow in you, in God, in this. Where am I in this process? Where am I in this, Lord? Begin to speak right now, Lord. Begin to speak right now, Lord. Begin to speak right now, Lord. Begin to speak to hearts. Come on, open your heart. Let him talk to you right now. Let's just take one more moment. God, do it. God, do it. God, do it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, right now. Lord, we're going to see not only people, but ministries. We're going to see powerful things called forth in this region. Not just called forth because that's a, a cool thing to say, but Lord, because you are going to be in it. And Lord, it's going to happen as this church, as this pastor, as the leaders, all, all of the leadership seeks you and says, God, you have the ability to do it. Accomplish it. Fulfill it. Bring it to pass in the name of Jesus. Lord, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Lord, do it. Lord, do it. Lord, do it. Even if it takes some breaking, do it. I'm willing. I'm ready. I'm there. I'm willing to be on the backside of a mountain with sheep. I'm willing to be in children's ministry or wherever it is that you're going to show me the things you've got to show me. Lord, wherever that is, I'm willing to go there. I'm willing to do it. Lord, the the greatest thing is for you to call me forth, but I know I've got to go through it first. Walk through your process, whatever that is. Lord, I agree to the process. Come on. If you're willing, Lord, say it. Lord, I agree to your process. I'm willing to step in. I grab hands with you. Walk me through the process, Lord. We walk by faith. Lord, walk me through the process. Walk me through the process. Lord, when, when we walk through the waters, the Lord says, I will be there. When the flames come, I will be there, says the Lord. I have called you. I have redeemed you. My word is really true when I say that. I say that over you today, that I have called you. I have redeemed you. Is my word weak when I say that I will walk with you through waters? Is my word weak when I say I will carry you and walk you through flames? No, it is not, and neither am I. I have promised that I will walk you through. The challenges that you're in right now, those are small compared to what I see. Though you are walking through them, I have promised to walk you through each and every one of them. Look at my perspective. Look at from how I see it. I see you as a warrior. Some of you I see you as my friends. Some of you, I see you as my servants. Lord, and and he says, I see you. I see you. I see you. I will walk with you. I will be with you. I am the one who will be with you through all of those times, says the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Can you say amen this morning to that? Come on, can you say amen to that? Come on, right now, as just a, as Pastor Quinn comes, just in, as a final thing, just like you're grabbing the hand of the Lord. Come on, just grab it right there. Lord, accomplish it. Do it. Lord, thank you. I grab your hand. I'm walking with you, Lord, through every circumstance, every victory, every challenge, every trial. Lord, I walk with you. I walk with you. I walk with you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hey, I actually want him to uh, share a story that we were talking about yesterday because I think it, I think it, um, 
it'll land home with some of you in this room. So tell them really quick about Paul Bradford and the oh, lake in Colorado. Just okay, okay. I, I, the reason I'm saying this is because because none of what we talked about today will work unless you understand this. Okay. So um, a, a good friend of mine, uh, he something happened to him. 13 years ago when I was on the ship, after the ship event happened, by the way, I, I have my book, 23 chapters that I have. And um, uh, he had an event. He got invited to fish in the lakes of Colorado Mountains in the Rockies. And he said, it's real deep. Those craters are real deep, about 200 feet, he said. So he's going trout fishing. I, I don't know if there's trout there. I've never done it, but that's what he says. He gets over there. He's a big guy, right, Tommy? You know, Paul Bradford. He gets over there. And he, he rents a boat. But when he gets there, I mean, when you're from Louisiana, everything got a little, it's a, piro, it's a little flat bottom boat and it's got a little 20 Johnson on it. Come on, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Boudreaux and Thibodeau mounted that thing. And then, and so he, so he, y'all caught that, right? He gets, he gets in it and it's got two oars. He gets in it and sits in it and goes, well, I rented the thing. I guess I, that's all. So he gets in it and rows out to the middle of the lake. He said he's fishing, everything's going great, beautiful skies. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, winds start blowing. Come, you know, in the mountains, they start coming from all directions, totally unexpected. And the water starts crashing on this little boat he's in. And the water starts coming inside the boat. He said, Tommy, I've only been fearful for my life maybe twice. And this was one of them. He said, I grabbed the oars and I started pulling to go to shore. I was so far from the shore. You know, people, they couldn't hear me. They couldn't help me. The water's like 40 degrees. I'm dead in five minutes. If I go in the water, you know, it's kind of hypothermia, that kind of thing. He says, I start pulling, I start rowing. And he goes, the more I row, the more I stay right where I'm at. And he said, that, he said about an hour, he said, I collapsed in exhaustion. And he said, God, I can't do anymore. I've done everything that I can do. And he said, as I did that, I said, God, what do you want me to do? And he said, he heard a, a voice as clear as we're talking. He said, stop rowing. And he goes, like, uh-huh, What? <laughs> Devil, I rebuke you. You know, he, he goes, what? He goes, stop rowing. And he goes, I'm exhausted. I can't do it even if I wanted to. He said he just laid the, he just laid the oars down. And the winds are blowing. And all of a sudden, the boat started moving. And the short, short part of it is the wind blew him all the way to shore. And when he started to let the wind of God blow him and move him, rather than him trying to move himself... He got to his destination. Amen. Do, do you understand that? We could try our best in our own strength, but our own strength doesn't work. Amen. So, you, you know, in, in this sense, you know, we've been talking about, you know, kingdom living around here. Here's kind of the idea here. There, there's, you know, we serve once again, or we live in an upside down kingdom. And, and, you know, where there's surrender, that's where true freedom is found. Y'all get that? We don't, we don't make freedom for us. We don't make the will of God. So when we surrender, God can move on our behalf. Amen? Amen. Let me tell you a few things and we'll pray and we'll be, we'll be out of here. I'm not looking at the clock. Um, so, okay, a few things. Um, first of all, if you would like to sow into Pastor Tommy's life, just thank him for, uh, you know, the, the ministry time today. Uh, you know, obviously we're, today we will receive tithes and offerings in the back. You know, you can throw them in the, in the box in the back. You know how it works. But if there's anything that you want to go to him, uh, just designate it, please. And if you write a check or, or if you got cash, and just put it in one of the little envelopes. We'd appreciate that. If you're visiting with us today, uh, today's been really different. So uh, just, uh, just uh, fill out a card.
card. Let us know you're here. Drop it in the box as well. Also, if you're uh, you know just part of the family or if you're new here, we have uh, 11 small groups uh, that are starting. So if you want to sign up or join one of those groups, uh, you know there's a list out there on the table that'll tell you all the groups that are that are you know available. And also, if you want to sign up out there, you can or you can go online. I think that's about all I got. So let's pray one more time. We'll get out of here. Amen. You guys appreciate Pastor Tommy sharing today? Amen. Amen. Maybe sometime we'll let him say some Brujo and Thibodeau jokes, but not today. That's the South Louisiana thing. I know culturally, yeah. Anyways, we'll figure it out. YouTube it. There you go. Filter what you hear. Amen. So. Crazy, crazy Cajuns. All right. So, Father, we thank you for today, Lord. We just say, Lord, our hearts uh, just receive your word, Lord. What you had for us today, Lord, we pray that that seed would land in our heart today. And, God, we pray that it would grow. Uh, Lord, let us not be afraid to do our part of the, of the process and the preparation. Lord, let us uh, learn how to surrender, learn to put ourselves in a position, God, so we can grow in every aspect of the kingdom. God, you, you, uh, you know, just as human beings, Lord, you, you know, if our left arm is normal, size and our right arm isn't, you know, is two feet shorter, then God, something's out of balance. God, we as a body want to grow fully and completely to full maturity, not only individually, but God, also as a as a corporate body. So, Lord, thank you for helping us do that today. Lord, we just bless you. We honor you. We thank you for everything that you did in the house today. We just love you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for encouragement in your walk with God and to receive updates on events happening at The Anchor. Have a great week and God bless.